Welcome. You're listening to Now That You Ask, curious answers to life's persistent questions as seen through the eyes of Akasha Halsey. That would be me. I'll be your host and guide as we settle in for a few minutes of the unexpected that may bring about your own questions and maybe even some answers too. Thanks so much for joining me. Now let's get started with the show. Today's podcast will be slightly, well, longer than usual because I ran across two pieces I wrote a while back. They have absolutely nothing to do with each other and are completely frivolous. I enjoyed reading them and I hope you'll enjoy listening to them. The first one is called The Cow. At a book signing last night, the author mentioned a man who died when he was bumped over the edge of a cliff by a cow. A couple of things came to my mind when I heard that. Well, that's a great opening sentence. And then I thought, now there's a story. Cliff, edge, man. Okay, that kind of gets my interest. But then you add in that cow, and my mind just starts reeling. Also, it occurred in England, so who knows what a man-cow relationship is over there. I wondered if it was a love tap gone wrong, or a revenge-filled, I-wish-I-had-a-horn-to-go-with-this-bump kind of thing. Let's assume the relationship between the man and the cow was quote-unquote normal. Were they strolling home at twilight, maybe on the path less taken as a lark? There was no mention of scuffle marks, upturned sod, or other detritus. Just the bump over the edge of the cliff. There were documented relationships between humans and animals where a kind of psychic empathy occurs. Perhaps the man was at the end of his rope and his cow friend provided the bump that he thought he needed. But then, I have to wonder, did his feet hit air? Did he regret his last conversation with the cow? I assume the cow belonged to the man. However, random cow bumping cannot be ruled out. Cows like to roam, eating at will and occasionally lifting their heads to see where that next tuft of grass lies. What remains unknown is what happens when that placid scene is disturbed unexpectedly. What would you do if a cow came running through your living room while you were dining? It's not out of the question to suggest you might overturn the table and start brandishing your knife. One brandish too many and, oops, there's your Christmas roast. Quite unintentional, but nevertheless terminal. Remorse, sure, but, well, there you go. From the cow's perspective, the man may have been nothing more than a rather large fly. This scenario can only have been enhanced by the man's pitiable attempt at flight after that cow bump. So far, the focus has been on the cow. But what could have been the man's perspective? I assume walking with the cow was not an unusual occurrence. Presence of a cliff suggests a countryside and known habitat loved by cows. That would imply a desire to provide for the cow on the man's part, if not a certain fondness. One may assume the cow had come to expect to see the man a couple of times a day. How, then, to explain that bump, especially at Cliff's Edge? Was the man possessed of melancholy, perhaps an incurable illness? The cow, sensing the man's mood, may have wished to return the favor of the man's care for it. Given the limited resources available to the cow... That bump over the edge can be seen as a loving gesture. However, I cannot get out of my mind the man's body hurtling through space, destined for a landing that would be painful and certainly not pretty. What went through his mind during those brief moments? 
Was his last thought one of a cow? I would hope my last thought would be more on the spiritual side, although I do admit I have a fondness for Holsteins. Do you suppose relief washed over the man's body? On second thought, that metaphor doesn't work too well, given gravity and acceleration in free fall. I find myself longing to know the answers to these questions, and it occurs to me that it may have been the lack of answers that drove that man over the edge of the cliff in the first place. Detritus Lately, I've been hearing the word detritus so much and in so many different situations, I'm beginning to think there's an underlying message for me in it. Detritus is not your everyday noun, not a word flung about with impunity. It's an out-of-the-box kind of word, don't you think? To me, it feels fraught with weight, even if I'm not quite sure of its origin or meaning. And since it's been showing up nearly daily, I decided to do some investigation. An in-depth study of detritus, if you will. I'm also in the process of exploring past life regression. I'm not sure if they're linked in any way, but, well, I'd hate to miss out if they are in case I've carried some detritus with me into this life from a former one. Detritus appears in the dictionary somewhere between detriment and detumescence, two very good words on their own. My dictionary was assembled in 1994, so I may need an update in more than one sense of the word, and there may even be some detritus in there as well. Detritus means a rubbing away of rock or the debris resulting from this rubbing away, which makes it a noun. As I've heard it used lately, detritus refers to what's left after something is abandoned, like, well, a lifestyle, perhaps a relationship gone bad. In that case, it has a sad meaning, although there is a hint of something good that might be coming as a result of moving away from the remaining dregs. However, I like to think of detritus as a really good word that somehow got left behind and I want to bring it back into favor. I delight in using unexpected words, so detritus is a great addition to my word arsenal. The trick is to use it just enough in the right situation to sound somewhat smart, but not lording it over anybody. That would be a detriment and would leave its own detritus. Notice how this has taken on a life of its own? That's how it is with words. They take you all over the place if you don't watch out. So I carefully measure when I use my new word, glancing up expectantly to see if anybody notices. It's a small disappointment when I don't receive a comment on my vocabulary, but I can live with it, mostly, and not carry any disappointment with me. Because if I did carry that disappointment with me, that would itself be a kind of detritus, weighing me down. And I've got enough weight to worry about at the moment as it is. When I think of detritus, I don't think of it as a lightweight. It has its own gravitas, to use another of my favorite words, and a somewhat negative connotation. Now that I think about it, is there ever any good detritus? Perhaps from a really fun party, like streamers on the ground or confetti in unexpected places. But then there's always that issue of having to clean it up. It's not something that we want hanging around, is it? I'm beginning to think the D word may have gotten a bit of a complex and slinked away in shame. Perhaps I was friends with it in a past life, explaining my interest and loyalty to it in this one. Detritus sounds a bit Shakespearean to me, such a good word to describe what one might step 
on traversing English streets in that period. I imagine it as a word used by the upper classes, almost conjuring up an image of holding a hanky to one's nose, saying, I sayest, watch that damned detritus, or something of that short. It's sad, really. Detritus is up to no good, so it's hard to put a positive spin on it. It's a trash word in the English vocabulary. I feel its pain. It's hard to be left behind, to be a remnant of something once valued. So let's bring some glory back to detritus. Use it with your kids, in the classroom, while volunteering with the cleanup crew. Let detritus have another day in the sun. Detritus doesn't deserve to become detritus itself. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining, too. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well, I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on nowthatyouaskpodcast.com. Bye-bye for now.